Warning, this episode may contain explicit language and spoilers from the entire Reordenverse. What's up guys, and welcome back to the damn snack bar. This is episode 73, Cut a Name Calls, an old red friend. Sound right. <laughs> yeah, no. Anyway, we're reading chapters ten to twelve of the Throne of Fire today. What did we think, Joe? What did we think? What did we think? Um, you did a lot of thinking. Mm, well, Rick, first of all, thirty pages in a chapter. I can cut that out. I want nice, short, sharp chapters, not these long chapters. I was like, fucking hell. <laughs> Me reading that 11, at 11 o'clock last night going, I just need to sleep. Literally. I, just, I don't so need much sleep. To I need answers. Yeah, it's like, um, there's so much to say. Yeah. It's so little time to do it. And I know it's... Oh, stop it. You're right there, I know, sorry. I know it's because he's trying to fit it all in in Sadie's perspective. Like, he's going to mm. get all this in in just the allocated two chapters. And I'm like, ugh. Poor planning. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he did a really long chapter in the last episode as well. well there was this, one like forty page chapter. And I was like, this, my pick for this though was that he wrote it for middle schoolers, and on top of that, middle schoolers with learning struggles, and so you know who don't usually read books, and so these are supposed to be, you know, comforting and easy to read, which you know, writing manner wise, it is. But I'm like, I need the reward of finishing a chapter. <laughs> <laughs> Reward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair. Like, I'm one of those people, like, it'll be, the book will be the exact same length, but if you double the amount of chapters in it, I'll be like, I read four chapters today. But also, I feel like you're the kind of person, if, like, if this book had 50 chapters in it, but it was this size, you would get through it so much faster. I would. I would. I mean, what's an onion? Which is why you got through Maximum Ride so quickly, because each chapter is, like, a page. Yeah, Maximum Ride, literally, the chapters are all less, like, they're ten pages or less, Mm. each chapter, and I got through those so quick, because it's a mini reward, I'm like, I've heard another chapter, (laughs) (laughs) I've heard another chapter, whereas if you give me long-ass fucking chapters, I'm like, ugh, get to the point! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it literally gets to the point in the same amount of time, like, it just, yeah. (laughs) It's a mental game fully but i need the reward <laughs> but so but then we think about it this way you get to the point in one chapter or if you do it your way you get to the point in like 15 chapters which sounds more rewarding the 15 chapters no the one chapter sounds more no. rewarding because you get to the point also 15 for one i'm gonna take it to three <laughs> 15 get out of here well, i don't know <laughs> like yeah, so it'd be three chapters to get to the same point as one chapter. I still, no, it's just the structure in my brain. It's like when, you, well, it's like when I was writing assignments. If yeah. I made one paragraph, paragraph two. Paragraph. Paragraph, my American name <laughs> out. If I made one paragraph too long. <laughs> you can't say it like that because my brain is in Bridgerton mode. I literally, last night as I was reading, all I had in my head was the classical version of Wildest Dreams, just... I mimed playing a violin just for you guys. Anyway, so... Even though it's probably like a channel or something. I was writing them, if I, if I made each of my paragraphs too long, like, it, instead of having four short paragraphs, I would have three, you know, meatier 
paragraphs, I would just be like, ah, it's not right. <laughs> like, it doesn't work. Chop it up. <laughs> I, I was the opposite. I was like, let's have two pages is one paragraph. And people who used to reread my assignments before me, for me before I would submit them, I was also doing it for them, they would be like, Kate, break it up. Literally. And I was there like, Laura, no. but I have to include everything. Ah. No, you got to dice it up. You can't, you can't give me a slab of meat. You have to, you have to mince it. Joe yeah. cubes her steak before <laughs> she eats it. Well, if you're putting it in a stir fry, which is the book, you got to chop up your meat. Are you the kind of person who, when they're having like, so like sausages and vegetables were like a staple for us as a dinner growing up. Oh, Are you no. the kind of person who yeah. used to cut each piece of the sausage up, all of it, before you'd eat any of it? Yeah. Oh no. Oh no. No, you cut as you go. No, because you need even pieces. Oh because no! You can still make them even. No, no, because you need even pieces to begin with, so you know how much sauce to put on each piece, so that's all even. Or you just don't have it with sauce. Well, I have it with sauce because when you eat sausages every day, you gotta mix it up. <laughs> no, you eat a bit of sausage with a bit of vegetables at the same time, so that way your vegetables don't go fucking cold. Yeah, and you don't hate your vegetables. <laughs> There's a reason that I used to finish my plate 12 <laughs> minutes before the rest of you. Uh, yeah, you're like a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> it's fucking hungry. <laughs> Anyways, we should move on. <laughs> so before we get into any of these chapters today, we do have four emails, Joe. Holy fuck. The first one is so fucking funny. Should it's it be so the first funny. One now, or should we save it till no, last? No, 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 it's gonna be the first one because it's fucking funny to me. Okay, so come off the rank. Go. I wasn't going to read this email before coming on the podcast, okay. but the subject line of the email got me hooked, and I was like, I need to know immediately. So what? the subject line is, "I have to switch gyms because of you." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, I need to know. Okay. I need to know. Okay, so okay. here's the email. It says, Go. hey guys, I'm Ellie. I've been Hi, listening Ellie. to your Kane episodes because I am a massive fan of the books. No, Ooh. seriously, I haven't read Percy Jackson. Anyway, so story time. I'm up to date on your Kane eps, but I really like your guys' vibe, and you kind of prompted me to read Percy Jackson, and I'm listening along to the podcast as I go. Yes. I already know all the major spoilers, so that's not a problem for me. <laughs> okay, also, I started from season one, even though you told me not to. Ha ha, you can't stop me, you're not my mum. Also, am I not supposed to listen to it because of the intro little thing? Because that isn't in the Kane eps. Yes, Ellie, that's so exactly the reason. It's, they're so cringe. <laughs> no. so bad. Okay, then they say, so, I've been listening along in the gym, and I was walking on the Stairmaster, and I fell off because I was listening to your Godly Parent episode, and Kate's story about the horse, Mr. Nibbles, made me laugh the fuck out loud, and I fell off the Stairmaster, and my gym crush was ducking watching me, so now I'm so embarrassed that I can never set foot back in that gym, and also never see hot gym crush boy again, and it's all your fault for being so damn funny, stop it, hate you, but actually I love you guys a lot. Anywho, that's my story time. BRB, gonna go find a new gym. Also, P.S. Joe, Isis is my godly parent slash equivalent too, so don't feel too bad about it. Ha ha, R.A.P. us opinionated gals. I love it! <laughs> Ellie, <laughs> that is the greatest, the single greatest email we've ever received. Oh, amazing. Yes, guys, send us your story time. First of all, on a Stairmaster, <laughs> girl, get that ass. Let's yeah, go. absolutely. You get that cake. 
You mm-hmm. working hard for it. Quick question. Um, you go second of all, because you know Hot Gym Guy's watching you, yes? Was, <laughs> I need to know, was Hot Gym Guy watching you before you fell or watching yeah. you because you fell? Yeah, because if it was important. before you fell, then girl, you can go back to that gym exactly. anytime. You can he go back anytime and he will be, he was he already, already sneaking a peek. And he now, was he already knows, <laughs> now he knows that you have a sense of humour and so he's like, ooh, she's a catch, so let's go back. <laughs> if he was already sneaking a peek at that cake before you fell, exactly. then go back. Do you offer to help you up? If he only if it's the first time he ever looked at you because you fell off, um first uh, of all, cute little me cute moment. Right? You could go back. Really but second of all, also off. yeah, if it was me, I wouldn't go back. Right. I'd be like, mm, I'm too embarrassed <laughs> to set foot back in that gym. Yeah, us who don't actually go to gyms <laughs> can't, really, can't really relate. I'm too afraid to use the machines. They scare me. But uh yeah. But yeah, that Amazing that's story. fucking hilarious. That was the best. Um, I that love was that it's trip. Mr. Nibbles that made you laugh because that's a fairly traumatic time <laughs> in my life. It's very traumatic for me. It's because he was nibbling the other horses, right? <laughs> yes. That's why his name was Mr. Nibbles. They all fucking freaked out, and I was just on top of this horse going, "Oh my god, it's jumping!" <laughs> horses. They're fucking scary, dude, and they're bigger than you think they are. And when you get oh, up on yeah. top of them, it's like, I have no control over this vehicle. I can't. Like, regular horses are scary. Like, terrible. Half horses. Jesus Christ. And you were the smallest one. Whose was the smallest one? I bet apparently the most tame, but really, it's a fucking shit starter one. <laughs> it's a shit starter. Oh, fucking hell. Anyway. Um, thank you, Ellie, for also being, like, an ISIS hater <laughs> being like well I'm a parallel to her <laughs> no I'm a standby that I'm set <laughs> I can't <lie> <laughs> um yeah you yeah you're not supposed to listen to the first season because of the cringe little intro uh, just and just in general please just if you're going to listen to the first season just skip mind. the first like 30 seconds of every episode Definitely. and the last 30 seconds as well just skip it you don't need to hear it. Well, it's cringe. P- we, Stop. we haven't re-explained again why we don't like doing them. Yeah, so it's because of those cringy intros, and also we just weren't as comfortable and confident. Oh, I don't know. Like, we were pretty fun. We were fun. Or at okay. least I feel like I'm having the same amount of fun right now, so. Let me rephrase. Then, I was not as comfortable and confident in the first season. I don't even think in the second season I was that comfortable. Why do you think I was drinking so much? Because I was like, I can't deal with it. It's too stressful. And that just became a habit. <laughs> so, <laughs> probably isn't good. Yeah. I'm a diagnosis kid. What do you want? <laughs> it's in my nature. All your intrusive thoughts are just, like, peeking through <laughs> as you speak, because I'm just, like, letting you, like, run <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, and you're just like, ah, 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 <laughs> You don't interrupt me, and then I'm like, oh, fuck, she's not interrupting. Quick, quick, make an excuse for the last thing you just said. Quick, quick, keep making an excuse. Maybe people will be nicer to you if you keep making excuses. Don't touch me, I'm so sorry. <laughs> don't touch me. No, judge me. <laughs> Did you judge us? <laughs> don't touch me. Don't touch me. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> don't touch okay, me, dude. Yeah, Ellie, you have to keep us updated. If you go back to the gym, yeah, bitch, if you oh talk my god. to Hot Gym Crash Boy, need to know the things. We need to all know the things. Name for starters. You don't. We won't say it out loud. But like, but yeah, we would. Not on here. Like he's gonna know. Oh, we don't. No. We'll get him to listen to the podcast. <laughs> He'll be like, I shouted you out. He'll be like, you're in it too. Famous. For all two people who listen to this. For all okay. seven people. Let's move on to our next 
email them. This is a follow-up email from Azila from a couple of episodes ago. So Azila said, okay, hi. So three things. One, it's a bit of a stretch, but I heard this theory that Percy Jackson was written by Annabeth. It happened in like the 40s or 50s and Annabeth wrote it after Percy disappeared. She wrote it in the 2000s and had to make it seem like it happened then because she needed it to seem fake. 50 plus years after Percy went missing. Annabeth gave up and wrote her own happy ending. Maybe the real story is a lot darker. Oh my god. I'm I've seen that canon, yeah. I don't like that at all. Um, the second thing that they sent was a big overlook at the Chase family tree, but it has like a lot of spoilers in it for... Uh, and we are a spoiler podcast, but yeah, that's a bit much. It has a lot of spoilers in it for Magnus Chase, but I'm a little bit wary to give spoilers for Magnus Chase and Charles of Apollo because nobody's read them. Hmm. So it's, it's like not a the same one. as um, it's not the same as giving spoilers for heroes. No, heroes. you give spoilers for heroes till the fucking end of the, the world. Cows come home, Literally, everybody knows about it. Yeah, so it. I'll, I'll, I will go into the Chase family tree when we get to Magnus Chase in like ten years. So <laughs> yeah, don't worry, Zilly, it will happen. Now. And they said three. I love your podcast. Bye. <laughs> Uh, Thank okay. you. Love it too. Thank you. Um, then we have an email from uh, Helana. They said, "Does the Chainsmokers line from their song Paris, when we go down, we go down together, not remind you of Persbeth perfectly? Their first date was in Paris, and it's about being young in a relationship your parents don't approve of. Yeah, first of um, all, their first date was not your parents. <laughs> yeah, it was their first official date. Oh, I don't like that word because if you have to put official in front of it, it means they've had dates beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like that song. I think it's a good song." I, we, yeah, I don't know if it explains them perfectly, but it's definitely one that it's I would put. It's a reflection. Put, it's sure. definitely a song that I would put in a Persibeth playlist. Yeah. Like, I'm sure you already have it in your Persibeth playlist. I don't have a Persibeth playlist. Don't you have? Okay, sorry. Don't you I have, have a, I have a, <laughs> I have a playlist. I, okay, so I have two playlists for songs that I think should have been in, oh, that's right, in the, the soundtracks movies, for the yeah. movies. And then I have another playlist that I think which are the playlists. well <laughs> I think so I, I have another playlist that I think the uh, producers for the Disney Plus show should listen to because it's all songs that I think should be included Obviously, in that in there. show <laughs> um, yeah but I don't have a Persevere specific playlist I thought you did okay I should make one yeah. no that's a lot of effort but I will never listen to it because I really only listen to podcasts <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, okay, and then the third email says, Hi Kate and Joe, this is Kylie here. I'm not sure if you've seen Hamilton, I have not. No, um, anyway, at least for the first half, Annabeth is like Hamilton and Percy is Eliza slash Burr slash Washington. Well, Jesus. every character is every character. I've been writing Percy Jackson parodies to Hamilton songs. Okay. Okay, well, I haven't seen or heard anything from Hamilton. Like, it's not, it's not my wheelhouse at all. Joe is I, a fan of the soundtrack, but not even all. Like, just okay. So let's see. I don't like all the sound, all of the soundtrack, and I've never actually seen the musical. But some of them bops. <laughs> the only thing that's coming to mind when I think of Hamilton is because we've just watched season two of Bridgerton. I've seen a lot on TikTok of the um, "I see how you look at my sister." I've seen a lot of that on TikTok, and I know that that's from a Hamilton song. Yeah, that's not right, but they know what you're talking about. Well, whatever. <laughs> that's not the trimel- the melody, but yeah. Yes, it is. I know my sister like I know my own mind. You will never find anyone as trusting or as kind. You tell her that I love and she'd be silently resigned. He'd be mine. She'd say she's fine. She'd be lying. Yeah. Okay, but the line that I said, that is how it goes, because it's been a hundred times on my TikTok. Oh, maybe I'm thinking a different song, then. It might be, well, that might be one of, like, the reprise parts. 
because I haven't seen the musical, so that might be a anyway. Reference. And the only okay, other thing I'll I know about the only other thing I know about Hamilton is the very start of what's his face's rap where he goes, "My name is Alexander Hamilton," something something something. Yeah. I'm waiting in the wings for you. That's a good song. Nope, I really only know the My Name is Alexander Hamilton. I don't know any of the rest of it. I don't know what comes after. Yeah. That's all I know. Okay, so, yeah. yeah there's some good ones. Once the I'm sure that your comparison, Kylie, is spot on, but I have no oh, idea. So, I can't speak to it. Sorry. All right. So, um, yeah, that's the end of our emails for today. So, thank you, Ellie and Azila and Helana and Kylie. Mm. Love you guys. Um, yeah, should we get into chapter 10, Joe? Yes, we should. Go. Okay, so so in chapter 10, an old red friend comes to visit. It turns out that breaking into the Hermitage Museum is not anywhere near as difficult as Bez made it out to be. And Carter and Sadie even find the entrance to the gnome on the first try. Uh, disguised as an invisible cloud thing with occasional fireworks, Sadie and Carter <laughs> creep into Menshikov's office to find the Book of Ra, only to find him sacrificing a demon to raise Set. In other bad news, Menchikov knows Set's secret name, too, uh, and when Set outs the cane's location, they must free him from his cage, which is just a jar, um, to keep <laughs> Menchikov from killing them. What a trip. Literally. <laughs> it sounds like a fever dream. <laughs> right? <laughs> the it literally <laughs> sounds like a fucking fever dream. Um, yeah, but it also just, like, it makes... The majority of the magic that they do sounds like a fever dream, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, but it also just makes, like, this whole chapter makes chapter 9 obsolete like fully obsolete because most of chapter nine is bez just going you're gonna have such a hard time getting into the oh, museum yeah. it's gonna be so hard it's you're gonna have to figure done. this out um i'm gonna be at the chocolate museum while you guys try and not kill yourselves by trying to find a thing that's gonna take 11 days to get to and it takes them 11 seconds yeah. so that's like first of all bez was like it's gonna be so hard to get in there and carter and sadie are like let's just walk through the duat and avoid all the security cameras and i was like fucking smart what the fuck yeah I was <laughs> I was seriously like, um, okay. Yeah, I was expecting, like, an obstacle course for yeah. to get in. Like, a lot of... And then they were like, yeah, we just, like, hopped in. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. But nothing really happened in Chapter 9. Like, it was all just, like, exposition stuff to give us hints about what happened to Bez the last time he was in Russia. So he was projecting his fears. <laughs> yeah, but, like, for way too long. Like, he could have been cut down by, like, half of the chapter. Yeah. That's right. Bez could have just told them what was going on with him. Yeah. And been like, this is what they did to me. Good luck. <laughs> be like, this is my trauma history. This is why I'm not coming with you. Good luck. Oh, I would have gone through that chapter so much easily. So, so much easily. Right? Wow. Good job, Jeff. But yeah, like, I the fact that they English. get into the museum within, like, the first page of this chapter just makes most of chapter nine fucking... Obsolete. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. But yes, they get in there. Get back in there! <laughs> Um, let me find where my first note is. Did you say, is that how you pronounce that? Yeah. In terms of the Hermitage Museum? Yeah. How did you think it was pronounced? I didn't bother. I looked at it and went, okay. <laughs> you literally say it how you read it. Again, I just looked at it and went, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the only difference I could maybe think of would be Hermitage or Hermitage. I don't know. I'll just look at it. All I must be thinking is on different. St. Petersburg? <laughs> <laughs> I can read that. Just I can read. <laughs> sort of. You sure? Just memorize a lot of words. <laughs> you should just figure it out as you go. And then you look I'm at just it. thinking how much of a difficult time you would have if you had to try and do you if you were the one who had to do the, all the research for like different monsters and be like I don't know how to say that. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be like. 
So I found all the information, but Kate, you're reading it. <laughs> I found this monster, don't know what his name is, and then he was born from another monster, don't know what their name is, and they somehow relate to this person, don't know what their name See, is. you would just go, why don't you just give it a go? I'd be like, no, anxiety, too bad, can't do it, uh-uh. <laughs> Every time I try, my anxiety's just like, do it wrong, people are going to get angry at you, you're going to offend someone, and I'm like, yeah, shut up now. That's oh my anxiety, God. guys. But yeah, anyway, so they, yeah, they get into his office and he, like, Menchikov does not know they're there. They're not being quiet. Like, they're only invisible. They're like the same thing as when... Yeah, literally. But they're the same thing as when, like, (laughs) Harry and the trio have to be, like, under the invisibility cloak. Yeah. Like, if you think about the Very Point of Musical, yeah. and under the cloak, they're still making so much noise. There's so much noise. It doesn't mute the noise you're making. Honestly, when they're, like, shuffling around, be like, who can hear you <laughs> But it's just, like, Menchikov, the way that he's explained, hasn't it hasn't been explained what's happened to his eyes yet, <laughs> I'm has terrified. it? I'm Yeah. It hasn't been explained what's happened to his eyes yet, right? Who's his eyes? Menchikov. Who's Menchikov? Vladimir. Okay. Vlad. They just said it's really scarred. And yeah, but they haven't explained why. He wears glasses. Yeah. Okay. He, so, do you shooting. think that there's some kind of vision impairment thing that sort of negates the need for an invisibility spell in the first place? Oh, like, I did could not think just, of that. Could they have just? Because is isn't Sadie not even under? It's just on Carter. Like, is Sadie not even having anything? She just walks, she just strolls in. She's no, like, no, I'm fucking invisible on my own, so. No, yeah, he, she, no, he puts it on her too because there's a specific point where it's like Sadie started to get emotional and it was affecting Carter's magic. He was like, kill oh. like, him! <laughs> 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 you break my blanket! No! like, your vibes are affecting the little cushion of protection. <laughs> Because, like, yeah, I don't know. Or were they worried? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah I really don't know. I feel like they could have just, like, like stuck their head inside the door and seen <laughs> what was going on and seen that Menchikov was not paying attention and just been like, okay, well, he can't see us anyway. As long as we're quiet, we can fucking get in and out. Right? Yeah. Like, it's only when... <laughs> <I've done that. laughs> it's only when Set points it out, like... <laughs> the, the canes are there. Okay, He's like, oh my god, like got a cane. He's standing right there, and Mitchkov's like, oh my god, who? It's 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 vision impairment though. He's not like blind blind. He's he's like partially blind. <laughs> So, like, it must be that his peripheral vision sucks, but if he stares directly at you, he can see you. Yeah, but like, as long as they're quiet, his back is turned. Yeah. So, like, I could have done it anyway. Which, they're not very quiet, either. No, like, like they're not quiet at all. <laughs> well, the way I was reading it is that they started off whispering, and then they just started like, talking like this to each other in the yeah. background. <laughs> I want to know how big up. the room is. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't imagine it very big. No, neither. No. To be honest, um, I hate reading descriptions of places, so, <laughs> which is really dumb. <laughs> what, comes, what is the first thing that comes to your mind? Do you, wait, actually, have we had this conversation before? Do you um, actually imagine what's going on in your head, or no? I can see things in my head. <laughs> I can see <laughs> No, no, I know what you mean. I've, I've, yeah, so I can think in pictures and words. Okay, what is the location? Do you, like, think do you in have pictures and words? Yeah, do you have like a base do you location? Hear a voice in your head when you read? No. Do you. Hang on. I hear my voice. That's what I mean. Oh, yeah. Like when you're reading, do you I don't hear do the voices. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Unless you read it as like. 
do for Spurs? <laughs> I don't know. Like sometimes, sometimes yes, sometimes no. Like sometimes I can just be like reading it and there's, there's nothing going on upstairs. But other times, yes. No, I know what you reading. mean. Because like unless I sometimes I'll be reading. And I'm like, <laughs> I am my own audiobook. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes I'll be reading and then I'll point out in my brain and be like, Joe, you're reading. And then I'll be, I'll be like, there are some words, and I'll be like, oh. Now I am blatantly hearing these words in my head as I read them. And I'm like, no, go back into autopilot mode. See, then I feel like you may as well just read it aloud because you'd be yeah. reading at the same speed that you're speaking. Whereas I read faster than I'm speaking. So I don't hear well, my voice. Well, that's the thing. It depends how engaged I am with the book. Because, well, you see, when I'm in autopilot mode and I'm, re- and I'm fully immersed in the book, I can't hear anything around me. And you've had that happen. You'll be like, joke. I have to come back out of it and then whereas sometimes you know it'll just be why do you think I read so slowly (laughs) (laughs) oh no I know it's because you're sounding out the word fuck up I'm scared no I'm judging (laughs) but I'll be reading and I'll go is it worth (laughs) sounding out in my head no it's not moving on (laughs) to make it well I have to memorize what it looks like I just don't bother trying to sound it out that's like I remember the first time I remember the first time when you were reading Shadowhunters we were having a conversation about it and you told me how you pronounce Jocelyn (laughs) and I was like I I remember but it was not Jocelyn it was not right it was like (laughs) see you bullied me into being like don't bother Jerry it was like Jossie something or like Jockey I don't know it was like not it was like not even close yeah, and it was, uh, yeah. I have been Jockeline, I don't know. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a stupid name. Well, that's the same thing. <laughs> fucking name your child <laughs> This is my truest treasure, Jockeline. <laughs> like a vegetable. <laughs> <laughs> like <bok> joy. <laughs> this is my... <laughs> my treasure. The love of the my life, bok <laughs> Ridiculous questions yes. and being like, spell 
something Bocto-Dictius or something it was some kind of dinosaur he made up and he was like that's not real so Ross spelled it wrong obviously he started with a B and he goes um actually he started with a silent M and then he goes later and he asks his girlfriend and she goes well if he's if it's from this like era era then probably M B and he's like shit son of a yeah yeah no uh like for example the first time it was either geometry or geography the first time i read that I was sorry like, those are two wildly different it was one of those two words but i remember keep in mind i was like six <laughs> but like you were six and doing geometry and geography no no the word was just introduced to oh. me. and i just i read looking i looked at it on paper and i was like why is there an e and an o like what is this i was like what is this jumble of letters and mum was like Geometry. She's <laughs> like, that's what it looks like. It's like the same time, first time I read, like, words like neurosurgeon, where it's, uh, I don't know, it's not the right, I'm just thinking of the most recent book I read. Um, About a neurosurgeon? Yeah, it ends with us. Oh. Yeah. Okay. He's a neurosurgeon. Oh, we case. should do fucking book club today. We haven't we done should. one in a while. Oh, because. Oh, well, it's the first episode that we're recording of the well, month. Great. So, so yeah, we'll we do March. Yeah, okay, great. Great, we'll do March as, um, do March. <laughs> Anyway, but like, I feel like oh, it's terrible because nobody ever like texts us or sends emails. It's like it's okay, Joe. I get you. So I just feel really dumb talking about this on the podcast. But then again, I like sharing. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here. This is Joe's therapy session. <laughs> Shape spiral. Oh god, it's been so long since I've done one of those. It's been a couple episodes. Yeah, probably since Robert. Yeah. Since our episode with Robert. Because oh. you weren't shape spiraling with Bellana here. No. no, yeah, no. I was. It, that whole episode was me spiraling. Okay, well then, we'll maybe not in shame, it. but I was definitely spiraling because <laughs> I was set off from the very beginning, and I was like, <laughs> I was just like gone. Well, I was trying to be pleasant, but I was gone for the whole episode, and Blonda could tell she was like, "Are you okay?" And I was like, <laughs> "Not really." <laughs> yeah. Anywho, <laughs> moving on. Yeah, so like, if we get back to the book, I don't even know where we were going with that. If we get back to no, the book, before they, before they even made it into, I just had one note about something before they even made it into the uh, office, and that's like Sadie and Carter are walking through the museum portion of the museum, rather than the gnome, and mm. Carter just like, oh, Sadie, they come across the doorway to the gnome, and Carter thinks that the reason Sadie was drawn to it is because there's a picture of Anubis there, and he thinks that she's we, just, like, thirsting is, over the... Which is statement, let's be real. He thinks that she's just, like, thirsting over. over the, like, statue or whatever it is, and so he's having all of these, like, very... Judgmental thoughts. Oh, not judgmental. He's, like, on the right side of every argument. He's, like, she, he's too old, he's, like, this. Oh, okay. I Sadie like, doesn't know him, like, it's weird, like, Carter has all of the right fucking things to say. All of but your then he... To like, to like swerve a Sadie away from that train of thought that he thinks that she's on, he He just like blurts out that Walt likes Sadie. (laughs) Like the same, he learnt nothing from like four chapters ago when he threw Sadie under the bus to Walt. Now he's he's just playing matchmaker. He's like, and they're boys. And Sadie's just there like, um, I'm not boy crazy all the time, thank you. He's Which, just like most of the time. <laughs> uh, well, we've been in her head and it yeah. is fucking most of the time. He's boy crazy. So, yeah. yeah. that's. I just wanted to point that out because I'm like, I love that Carter is against Anubis. We stand. We stand. 
Sorry. So the, what's going on in Sadie's head is fights, 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 and cars. Or it's raining, man. Hallelujah, it's raining, man. Hey, hey, yeah. I'm gonna let myself out. Yeah. Absolutely soaking wet. It's raining, man. Octave change. Isn't that a ghost? Or key change, one or two. <laughs> it's just key change. Sure. It was octave, I'd be like, <laughs> 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 Monica, only dogs can hear you now. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> anyways, <laughs> anyways. Um, yeah, when I get into the actual office, the demon that we, I just had one note about the demon that we see Menjikov torturing. His name is Death to Corks, and it just, it's really funny because he's the corkscrew. <laughs> it just made me laugh, like, a lot. Sorry, I'm just thinking about how when you edit this, you're going to have a cackle fest over this card. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm ready, everybody else... This card loved me. <laughs> I'm really hoping Ellie enjoys this episode. <laughs> just being like, first you got a shout out. I'm going fucking send that girl to the hospital. Jesus oh, Christ. Oh, God. I hope so. I hope we send... No! Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Hang on. Go to fuck <laughs> Hang on. Backtrack. Wouldn't that be the greatest achievement, though? Like, you make someone laugh so hard that they're hospitalised? No, because then you could get blamed and you have to pay for hospital bills. Oh, fuck. No. Don't die. Stop doing that. <laughs> Don't go to hospital. We're broke. We can't pay for And depending on where you are and your health insurance, we definitely can't afford it. Yeah, no. Especially if you're tripping off <laughs> Stairmasters. balls? Stairmasters. God. Weird. Anyway, I hope she enjoys this episode. Um, <laughs> I say she, sorry. They. <laughs> they enjoy this episode. Yeah. So after Mechikov, um kills Death Corks, uh, he raises Set into a jar, basically, because Menchikov knows Set's secret name. The mm. thing that Which I was, was confused never about. explained. Like how. What? Oh, that how he knows it. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure we find out later. Um, yeah. I was sort of very confused. It's been a while since I've read these books, but I was very confused the whole time because I was going, like, all three of these chapters until we get to the last chapter where it's explained. The whole time I was going, how the fuck can Carter understand uh, or, like, can know the secret name? Like, because we only ever heard the words Evil Day from Sadie's perspective in the last book. Mm -hmm. We only ever heard her say it, only ever heard it from her perspective, like, that kind of thing. So it's in Carter's perspective right now, and I was very confused because I was like, how is he hearing the words Evil Day and knows that that's the name? Because I know it has to do with, like, you knowing everything behind the name and, like, all the memories and whatever, and that's just, like, ingrained in you when you technically know the secret name. But I was just... Yeah, yeah, they explain it a lot better. It was just, like, very confusing because I was like, I don't... My My rant that I went on for book one has now been fixed in this book. Because Rick didn't explain it. And so, yeah. Like, he should have explained it in book one, and it wouldn't have been this much as a bit of a big deal. Yeah. But, yeah, but he explained it now, and it's like, okay, there's at least some structure behind the knowing the secret name now. Mm. Even though it's a stupid phrase. Like, well, this was the thing. I knew the complete structure around it. I was very, still very confused on like some little things that were being said. Sure. But I know the complete structure around it because I know what happens in the last book. Do I still not know the complete structure? No. Okay, well, there's some structuring and I feel better about it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, there's still like a lot for you to like start to understand, which is fucking annoying. But yeah. like, it is. It it's a me. cool like. I don't know how to explain it because okay. like when you fight, when you figure out everything, it makes obviously makes so many things make sense, and then you're like, oh, was that the plan all along? Like you can kind of see where Rick planted seeds without seeing the seeds. Like, you know how with sometimes with, like, foreshadowing, you can clearly tell it's foreshadowing? Oh, you yeah. can't tell in this series. Or at least I couldn't tell until I got to the end and I was like, oh! Oh, um, that's so smart. So I definitely shouldn't skim read. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry, there's some of these bits that I did skim read because I was like, we get it, Rick, you can't. Yeah, because, like, one part of what I'm referring to very vaguely is, like, one, like, not major thing, but one thing that's consistently brought up in the Red Pyramid, and it's been brought up a couple times in this book, but not that many. And but, it like, it's, it's used book. as a big device in the first book. Um, yeah, and then... Well, we've already read the first book, so what yeah, is it? Yeah, no, I can't tell you. Oh, it's structural. Yeah. There's, like, there's like five things that go into it, and so I can't go into it. There's no modern family camera for me to look at and go, yeah, basically. That was what I was doing just then when I went... <laughs> me looking into the camera going, fuck's sake. I love that. <laughs> There's no, like, office yeah. cutscene. You know, like... Yeah. yeah. Just, like, sigh heavily. Yeah. So then, um, yeah, Sadie grabs the scroll, which has no, like, enchantments over it. She, like, gets... She, like, makes a little dog out of clay, and he, like, sniffs out, but there's no enchantments, and she's, like, sick. Okay. And then they leave the little dog there. Or he dies. He crumbles oh, or something. Oh, he goes to sleep. He, like, crumbles or something. Anyway, yeah, they, like, grab the scroll, and as soon as they grab the scroll, Set, who's been, like, mumbling on or whatever, because oh, no, Menchikov no, no, no. wants to know... Um, He's making lists of ingredients. Yeah, Menchikov wants to know the exact bindings on Apophis, because we find out that Menchikov wants to help free Apophis. He wants to be on that side of history because he's like well he's like look we've been we've been new we've been new that it's been coming for ages and ages and so he was like I want to be on the winning side and currently the winning side is Apophis so (laughs) I want to know what's binding him and Set is the right person to ask because Set was pretty much there when he was being bound in the first place and so Set is going off on this huge list of like stupid ingredients hang on I want to see back (laughs) down yeah it was like the first level and then there was some snake skin (laughs) And yeah, so he says, wings. he says, uh, I'll cooperate. I hope you have a pen and paper handy. It's a rather long list of ingredients. Let's see. What did Ra use for a base? Bat dung, question mark. Uh, then they went the dried toads, of course. And then... <laughs> just in front, honestly, I did actually really like Set in these chapters. <laughs> He's such a mood. And snake skins. Yes, three large ones with a sprinkling of hot sauce. Like, you can understand how Horace and Set were like... Yeah. Is it brothers or is it nephew and uncle? Yeah, nephew. Yeah. Well, you can understand where the vibe comes from. Oh, well, no. Like, sometimes brothers, sometimes... In the purpose of this book, nephew, but they were technically... They related. <laughs> they were technically both children of Net and Jeb in the first place. Like, they're both the okay. demon days, you know? <laughs> okay, well, then you can totally... Well, you can just see it. They're related. You're like, okay, yes, personalities. Very much lining up. It's yeah. not that day. But then he goes, um, <laughs> and, a sacrificial, and a sacrificial victim would be good. Maybe a young idiot magician who can't do a proper invisibility spell, like Carter Kane over there. And then Vlad turns around and he's like, oh my god, intruder alert! <laughs> and Carter and Sadie just... Who happens? Like, Where has he gone? Just, well, they're just there like, Fucking shit, fuck shit. <laughs> well, they're just there like, set. Like, that was the vibe I got reading this, which is like, set yeah. calls them out, and they're literally like, set. 
Seriously? Fuck. <laughs> yeah, because then for the rest of the chapter, while Menchikov is, like, sizing up Carter and Sadie, Seth's just there, like, oh, somebody could help if, like, they were just let out of their imprisonment in the jar. Yeah, like, he's like, oh my god, <laughs> wish you had, like, a super cool god on your side. <laughs> oh, there's one right in the jar. Yeah, Free me. He's there, like, oh, what a shame. This jar, this little jar, <laughs> this tiny little breakable jar is confined to me. <laughs> he says, it's too bad I'm stuck in this jar. Otherwise, I might have to take sides and help someone. <laughs> he literally is a whole mood. He's literally like, Bugs. let me in. <laughs> Honestly, I can just see him there like tapping the glass being like, give me, <laughs> let me out. <laughs> like, <laughs> do, oh, do you have a moment to talk about our Lord and Savior? <laughs> Harry Potter. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Anyway, so then <laughs> Menchikov is still, like, in his little... He's made himself, like, a little circle of where he's casting his spells his from. His safety circle. Yeah, yeah he's saying... <laughs> this is his safe zone. <laughs> his no-touching zone. Um, he's still inside his no-touching zone, and he basically, like, starts to make... Or he summons a demon monster thing to go after Carter and Sadie, and so, like, they definitely need help. And so Sadie ends up smashing Seth's jar, and then... Set like smashes another jar over Menchikov's head, and then the monster chases him out. He's like, "How dare you put me in a jar?" Yeah, (laughs) basically. And yeah, Sadie is like, "You have to help us." And (laughs) Set's like, "I actually am not allowed." So he's like, "Eh, "No." Yeah, he's like, "Thanks for freeing me, but also like, can't do anything for you." Sorry. Um, I love that he doesn't actually try to like properly help them on their quest though in the next chapter. So like, we get a little bit more upset. Is it in the next chapter? Yeah, yeah, in the next chapter. But yeah, which is like a good spot to put us into the next chapter, uh, which is chapter 11. We just... 40 minutes, okay. Um, Yeah, chapter 11, Carter does something incredibly stupid and no one is surprised. Uh, In that chapter, Carter and Sadie must outrun the terrifying monster that Menchikov has sent after them through the streets of St. Petersburg. Hot on their tail are a bunch of Russian magicians in league with Menchikov, which is also bad news. In trying to defeat the snake monster, Carter decides that he is now a rodeo cowboy and ends up being bitten and poisoned, uh, but they kill the monster and make it to Bez, who has indeed brought Sadie a goodie bag of chocolate. Set is there too, and to keep away the magicians, he demands Sadie return his secret name. Yeah. Yeah. So, the monster... Like, that's his ulterior motive. Like, well, yeah. Set's like, he's like, I'm not actually here to help you. Give me my name for that, yeah. bitch. So, the monster in question that is chasing them for the majority of this chapter that Carter decides... <laughs> yeah, that Carter decides he is going to make his his cow, basically. Um, it is called a... I'm going to butcher this. A Jesu Heru. Yeah, didn't even try. Yeah. It's a... It's basically like cat dog, but a snake. You know what cat dog is? Okay. Yeah. 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 It's basically a cat dog, but a snake. So it's got a snake on both sides. Yeah. But, like, it's a bit confusing. Uh, no, the way they explained it, I was like, because it. It's a bit confusing because I had to, like, look up... I needed... Because all I could think in my head was, like... Is this another example of this isn't a real monster? No, 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 it's a real monster. Okay. But it was just... The way that I was viewing it in my head was literally the letter U with two little feet down the bottom and two little snicky heads at the top. Two and so I was... Like, I was thinking it as, like, a big magnet that, like, the heads couldn't move. And so I was, like... I don't, like, I don't know, that's why it was, that's what it was in my head, that, like, basically a big magnet was chasing them. That's, anyways. So, the way that was more convincing for me to think about is I went onto the Rayodon Wiki to see what, like, artwork they had posted. I do have a picture. But, the way that the artwork is drawn makes it look like a zippleback from How to Train Your Dragon. 
because of the way that the tail head is like angled it literally makes it look like a zebra back hang on let me pull it up for you so you can have a little look see um but yeah anyway basically it's built like a brachiosaurus like you see in like jurassic world um which is like you know the big strong legs big thick shoulders and thick neck they go up to like a snake your brachiosaurus long neck oh okay yeah little foot <laughs> it looks like a zippleback. It does. I didn't realize it had feet. Yeah, well, that's how it runs. It just rolls. Well, snakes don't have feet. So yeah, it's said in the book to have dragon feet. But yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. The way that that artwork then, me making it bigger, yeah. is like it has it's one you snake with two where, legs, and then it has where. a middle body. And another snake with two legs on the other side, which doesn't make sense to me. The way that I prefer it yeah. is there's this one big body in the middle with, yeah, it's it's a weird looking one. Okay, well that's a better description because the way I was imagining it is that it was slithering and just going, eh, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> like walking on its, yeah. on its body, that's it weird. Doing, it was doing like one at a time, like, you get this, I get this. <laughs> Monsters University art who has like his yeah. long legs, how he just like lays his legs out and just rolls. Yeah. <laughs> that can be the snake and then just pops up and he's running like whoa. Anyway. A little dizzy, but yeah. yeah. So um yeah, that's I kind of was like a zipple back makes more sense to me because then you could still have the U shape is like between like it goes down to connect at the bottom of their neck. Mm-hmm. And so the two heads make a U shape and you can just have the body which is like a like a you know. Sure, body. but that would be a zipple back. Well, it would be a zippleback, but it would also, like, it reminds me of the serpapods from the first book that broke down the door when we first met Bast at um, Brooklyn House. Brooklyn Heights, Brooklyn Heights, Brooklyn Heights. So every time you say that, that's all I think of. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just the way that their body is built reminds me of a Brachiosaurus, especially the ones from Jurassic World, which makes sense if they're similar to a serpapod because Brachiosauruses are sauropods. Which basically just a sauropod is any member of the dinosaur subgroup sauropoda, um, which is marked by its large size, long neck and tail, and a four legged stance and a herbivorous diet, which is interesting. Well, this neck is not herbivorous. Well, see, this is the thing there is a Greek equivalent to this monster that actually appears in the fifth Charles of Apollo book. Cute. Yeah, so Rick is is reusing some things. Anyway, so. This one that reappears in Greek myth is called an Amphisbena, and the Amphisbena is basically an anteater. Okay. Or, like, it eats ants, anyway. And it's called the mother of ants. And (laughs) it is... Yeah. The ring of fire! It's a a serpent with a head at each end, basically. It's the same thing, basically. Okay. Just Greek. Um, Yeah. And anyway, the Amphisbena was born from blood dripping from Medusa's head as Perseus brought the head, he flew over the Libyan desert and brought the head with him and the blood dripped down into the sand and made the monsters, made the Amphispanus. And, um, yeah. And they are, they're, they're herbivorous kind of. I mean, they eat ants. That's, they're babies. Yeah. So, yeah. I just thought you'd like that because it's something to the Medusa. Yeah. Justice for Medusa. <laughs> so, yeah. This is actually a monster in Egyptian myth. It's okay. a weird, fucking weird one. Oh, but it's, it's there. I'm going to prefer just, to think of it as a zippleback. Like, that just makes more sense to me. Snakes. Stop giving me snakes. Well, I'm going to prefer to think of it as a zippleback because the zippleback has a poison head and the Chesu Heru is poisonous as well. 
So it works for me, and I like that a lot. Um, yeah, so basically they defeat it. Carter, like, jumps on the U-bend in it, and then it, I don't know, ma- like, makes a heart shape and it bites him out. So I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, he, he sits right in the middle, and the two heads just, like, come together. And they just, like, love <laughs> The kiss of death. <laughs> no, I still, I'm just going to take a picture with that legs, because it's funny. <laughs> it is funny. I'm gonna fucking land. Um, well, well, that's why I was like, it moves really fast. I was like, fucking hell! It's got this drag in the middle. You've seen snakes? They move fucking fast. Sure, but they're a straight line. <laughs> We're no, they're like, not. Snakes are literally like wiggly boys. But like, they like, but it wiggles all the way through. Whereas this one's a U, and it's got two heads trying to go forward, <laughs> so they're both battling each other. But who well, actually, one of the things I came across. Um, it says that the snake does actually go forward one head at a time, and so like it's very rare that it goes two heads trying to go the same way because it's really only like it can't turn around. <laughs> so it one just going backwards. Yeah, yeah, it can't turn around. It just goes in one direction. So at one point, the front head is going forwards, and the other one's just like on its way as well. And then if it wants to turn around, then it just goes the opposite way, like two um, carriage, two yeah, two like engines a on a train. Yeah, yeah, basically that's. That's fucking freaky. But also, it, it makes <laughs> if it doesn't have legs, it makes the slithering thing make way more sense. But also, like the head at the back is just like wing 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 wing. The head at the back is just on like a joyride <laughs> to get dizzy as shit. <laughs> like, it has no shock absorbers back there, so it's just like fucking. Oh! <laughs> I'm just imagining with its head up, and it's just like shoulder shaking. <laughs> appears and he's like good you passed okay great yeah, he appears no, in like Carter's full like Seth's looking like fucking suave as shit he's yeah. like ooh rock it up in my like red blood suit it's amazing <laughs> he's like ready to take some ladies to the dance floor <laughs> okay the thing that confuses me how is Seth appearing without a body to possess what is I'm oh, still confused on the that. I'm confused on how this works how can you have gods appear sun. yeah maybe but like how maybe. can you have them appear without a body like in that case why wouldn't all the gods just appear without a body well hang on he was there was a sacrifice made for him and he was summoned and he was originally in a jar maybe that was his summoning case but they broke the jar so does that mean he's just forever allowed to walk around I think maybe once he travels back into the Jewart that sacrifice becomes null and void and so he's back in the Jewart so he has to do it all over again (laughs) Why would anyone go back then? Because Sadie told him to. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> she was oh, like, yeah, maybe you should only really summon gods if you have their secret name. Yeah. So that you can control them. Be like, you summon them. Okay, well, that makes way more sense because my brain was still like, how the fuck is he here? I don't get it. <laughs> like, get out. I was like, who are you presenting? <laughs> get out of me. <laughs> I was just, I was more like, 
Not the law makes sense. <laughs> I was yeah, just having having a bad time. So yeah, that's um. Then we meet up with Bez again, and Bez like tries to stop Sadie from giving Set his secret name back, and he's like, "No, it's useful." And Sadie's like, "We literally have no other choice, babe." <laughs> like, I appreciate that you got me chocolate, but I'm not going to listen to you. <laughs> yeah, be like, thanks for it. <laughs> oh, which very have Harry Potter vibes when when, like, when Set asks what's in the bags, and Fez says, "Oh, Lennon's head." Like he doesn't explain that it's chocolate. He was, he was like some ruler or whatever. Anyway, he's like, oh, it's Lennon's head. And Seth's like, oh my goodness, dastardly, how evil of you, Bez. I love that for you. And Bez is like, it's chocolate. <laughs> yeah, Seth's over there like, girl boss. Yeah, he's a, Seth is like, I'm giving you, you're like brownie points. Like, you are fucking impressing me right now. And then as soon as he says chocolate, Seth's like, oh, well, okay, you suck. He's like, fine. Can I have some? Chocolate's very good for God. Um, yeah, and just the fact that when they were healing Carter, they were like, have some chocolate. He was like, why? Is it going to help me? He was like, emotionally, yes. <laughs> I was like, well, Harry Potter vibes right here. Yeah. Um, so, oh yeah, I was about to say. Chocolate heals your heart. <laughs> when Carter got like fucking bitten, poisoned, whatever, in his little love heart, he is like dying now and he's not, he's not awake. Yeah, and so he's while he's not awake and Set is demanding Sadie's his secret name back from Sadie he also tells Sadie to tell Carter that he, like the name of Zia's village mm-hmm. knowing full well that it's going to derail Carter from everything yeah it's still unclear whether um set like which side set is on yeah and a lot of this interaction is why I gave I, it's why I like when we were doing our godly parent episode at the end of Red Pyramid, a lot of this interaction is why I was like, Joe, set! And you were like, no, he sucks! And I'm like, no, he's fucking funny! Because <laughs> I remembered this interaction and I was like, he's fucking stupid. <laughs> okay, I like you. <laughs> Quite happy to be set. Yeah. Well, where do we start? Alright, so we're gonna list some shit. Because <laughs> I've done stuff like that before. I'd be like, you got the thumb, you got the chin. <laughs> I was more just like, I just, in this in this chapter or in this section and a little bit in the last book as well set is just like it is the me show and i like it and like <laughs> it's just your personality to like walk in places and be like yes i am arrived i am here and i'm like set wait what no in a funny way like okay. it's good it's not an obnoxious way if it was obnoxious if it was obnoxious i would fucking tell you and be like joe I'm not taking you anywhere ever again. Literally, because I'd be like, you let me do that? Because <laughs> there's been multiple times where you've been like, cut it out. And I've been like, oh. Yeah, when it goes too far, that's when I'm like, mm, rein it back in. <laughs> um, yeah, well. that's pretty much, like, Sadie gives his uh, secret name back, and that's pretty much the end of chapter to- 11. So do we want to get into chapter 12, Joe? Yes. Okay, so in chapter 12... Oh, I have a thingy about that. Yeah. In chapter 12, I master the fine art of name-calling. The Canes are back in Egypt, but they're drowning. How fun. Um, so while dying, Sadie decides that a round that a round the world trip is the best course of action, and visits Walt, Anubis, and Jazz to say goodbye. Lol. Uh, then she gets to see the moment in the past when Isis poisoned Ra, and Ra abdicated his duties as the force against chaos. Uh, then Sadie wakes uh, with uh, wakes up with only mere moments to save her brother. To do which, Carter must show her all of his fears and hopes and dreams, and tell her his secret name oh, to save him. This is chapter eleven, not twelve. Twelve. We did chapter eleven. But doesn't all that happen in chapter 11? No, it happens in chapter 12. Does it? Yeah. Why happened in chapter 11? Chapter 11 was them finding the, the, the zipper back. <laughs> oh. 
Good job, Joe. Oh, that's right. She's dreaming. That's yeah. Dreams always take the longest to read. Literally, that's why there was because you things. feel like you're fucking drifting off because you're like. Because I'm like she's sleeping, so I should be sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> that's what my brain goes to. The book says that when the baby's asleep, I should be sleeping. So thank you. <laughs> Honestly, that is one of my like flaws, though. It happens all the time because you know, you, I think I've talked about this before, but like we talked about my studying habits and mm. how I could not study if you were having fun. Because I'd be like, well, Kate's having fun, so I have to have fun. <laughs> it's the codependency yeah. for me. <laughs> well, it was also just like, why is Kate going to have fun and I'm just studying? So we'd be like, I'm not doing it. That's like, I physically cannot brush my teeth unless you're standing in the bathroom. <laughs> it's the codependency for yeah. me. But it's, yeah, it's really, it's, it wasn't good. And it was why I had to study while you were at work. Because it'd be like, Kate's working, so I will work. And then as soon as you got home, I was like. That means you had so many fucking chances to study. I'm always at work. I literally do nothing else with my for some life. Reason, this is this is my something else, guys. You're welcome. For some reason, that was always you get my undivided attention outside of being paid. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, it was always on Saturdays. I was like, no, no, that's the time to study Saturday morning when kids at work. <laughs> if you're awake, or, or Fridays, because <laughs> um, it'd be like, so this is like the day before it's Jews. <laughs> so it'd be like, this is when you do it. Because I was so the opposite at uni. I was like, if I wasn't. If I wasn't at work and it was before 6pm, 6pm was always my cutoff. It was before 6pm and I wasn't at work, I was doing UniWag. And then as soon as it hit 6pm, I was like, nope, I don't work well at that time. I was like, nope, going to sit down, watching TV. That was like my cutoff time, sometimes 6.30. But like, that was my dinner, sitting down, having a relax, because I physically cannot concentrate. I don't do good work after that time because my eyes just get sore. Well, in all fairness... You did a lot more studying than I did because your cl- your classes are actually quieter. Yeah, well, they're like harder than mine were. Okay, so chapter twelve, Joe. What did we think of chapter twelve? Of her? What did we think of Sadie going around the world, saying her goodbyes, and then coming back to life and being like, "Psych, I'm going to save my brother." Around the world, stuff. girls. Yeah. So first, she went to see Anubis and Walt. Accidentally. Walt, yeah. Walt has no idea that Anubis is there. I didn't understand that littleness. Okay, good, Walt? fun. That's going to be super fun for you later. But where was he? At Brooklyn House. Brooklyn House? But, like, was he at Janice's bedside? No. No. He was just in the house. Yeah. But he he summoned Anubis for something. He had, like, asked for guidance. From Anubis? Yeah. Accidentally? Um... How'd he get his attention if... Because Anubis said that he is, like, more in tune with people who are on the verge of death slash at funerals. Yeah. Um, so... Walt's not on the verge of death, and he's not at a funeral, so how did he get Anubis' attention to hang out with? Maybe Anubis is also like, mm, yes, pretty things, make me jewellery, boy. <laughs> he's a magpie, in other words. <laughs> Anubis the magpie. <laughs> is there a magpie-headed god in Egyptian... Ooh, that's a good question. I don't. I wouldn't think so, because magpies are Australian, aren't they? Uh, well, at yeah. least the one we know of. There are saying. magpies in America, I do know that. So there aren't solely I tell you what, Australian um, magpies though are next level, like everything else in Australia. <laughs> oh, there is one. Cute. It looks like a stork. Oh, I know that is a stork. Oh well. Oh, it's just the god of birds, Bennu. Oh, cute. Anywho, um, yeah. So I did. I read that bit, and I literally was like, "Shut the fuck up, bird." It was loud. It was fucking loud. Yeah. So when I was first started reading that, I was like, "Oh, okay. So Walt's back there. He's." somehow got Anubis, okay, so he's at Jazz's bedside, and he's, like, hanging out with her corpse. Right. Or almost corpse. And then, 
And then Sadie showed up, and then it was like, no, and then she shifted and she moved, and yeah. now she's at Jazz's bedside. And I was like, hang and on. And Jazz has a little Ren form sitting on the bed. Yeah. Which getting... Sadie's like, is that your bar? It looks fucking weird. Yeah, we'll get to the Ren <laughs> And Jazz second, is like, no, it's my fucking like... Ren, bitch. Yeah, but like, I'm like, but we got to that, and I was like, <laughs> some of us aren't chicken people. Some of us get to choose what we want. <laughs> get to choose what part of our yeah. personality we want to be. Anyway, so I was like, but I was looking at it, and I was like, hang on. Wait, so it, wait, why is Walt, um, Elleria was like, is Walt inside dying? And he's there. Do you have theories? No. Okay, cool. No. I'm well, just, I'm just curious because you're wondering out loud, so I'm like, what were you, you know? This is just, so I'm, I'm just, I'm walking you through my confusion. I haven't yeah. made any conclusions to my confusion. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm not like Carter where I need, I need answers. I yeah. can just let myself be. So I can give so you like, some breadcrumbs. He's obviously asking for guidance about the same thing that he wouldn't tell no 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 about the same thing that he wouldn't tell Sadie that he told Jazz ah okay that's what he's asking for guidance for sure that's why I still don't know why Anubis is involved that is where my loyalties lie that's that's, who my priority is that's why Anubis is there just so you know that's what to help him make that's what Anubis is in tune with is that thing that Jazz knows about that Sadie doesn't hang on so Anubis is in tune with the struggle that Walt is going through yeah pretty much that's what you're saying yeah. Okay, but we don't know what the struggle is. <laughs> don't let me into your wheat. I know. <laughs> Hang on. Walt is spewing out grey dead light mm-hmm. and killing people with it. Who says it's dead? He's killing people with it. It's a grey light. Yeah. You tell me. Does that sound shady to you? Ah, oh, get it, shady. Because <laughs> it's grey. <laughs> it could be ash. What makes ash? Murder! <laughs> Um, corpses when they're burned. What's the thing? Burned. Corpses today. Burned. Burned when they're burned. What makes burn? Fire. Throwing a fire. <laughs> Hang on, this book's called Throwing a Fire. Yeah. Interesting. Alright. I'm not making any conclusions. <laughs> I just like to look on your face. I know. Scheming face. No, it's right. I'm so fucking confused right now. Ah. <laughs> Trying to hide it behind Stephen's face. <laughs> you can't fucking hide it from me. I know all. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I can't think of anything. Okay, moving on. So, Jazzy's bedside. Yeah. Greeny poo. <laughs> Greeny poo aura. Yeah. Hanging out. Her ren. Her ren. Yeah. See, I pronounced that right. It's three letters. I know. Are you proud of me? <laughs> Actually, in Egyptian, the E is not in it. It's just R-N. So... <laughs> okay, do you want to learn some things about the wren? You know most of them anyway. Okay, so the wren is basically just your secret name, right? It is taking your physical form. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. given to you at birth by the gods, and only the gods know it. I until thought you cultivated it yourself. Only the gods know it. Well, that's stupid. Like fully and wholly until you give it to someone else. So in the way that Carter gives it to Sadie involuntarily <laughs> at the end of this chapter. No, no, um, no. Hang on. I did not catch this. The god, the gods already know it because they gifted it to you yes. and they already know it. Yes. Who's they? The gods. All of them. Yes. Every single one. Sure. So they can have full control. I'm, I'm not god. saying in the book. I'm just saying generally this is what the Ren is. Huh. I don't like that. I don't like that. Because <laughs> well, that's stupid. Because that means. Well, let me finish. Right. 
So, yeah, basically, as long as uh, your Ren exists, so as long as the name of your being exists, then you will exist throughout eternity as part of the fabric of the divine order. So because the gods are people who serve the divine order and who maintain the mart against chaos, basically, mm -hmm. that is why they have a hand in giving you your Ren. Okay. Your secret name. Your name, your identity, blah, blah. Okay. Okay. That's a lot of names to go through. Yeah, it lives for as long as you are remembered. Um, it can be read aloud in on inscriptions or in prayers or by ancestors for your achievements or that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> you want yeah, <laughs> basically, it's your individual soul and it's how you would be called to in the afterlife. That's why it has to be remembered on and on and on and on. Um, yeah, it's your identity uh, made up of your experiences and your entire life's worth of memories. So the right. Hall of Ages in the. Um, in the first gnome was Raz. No, 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 no. The oh. Hall of Ages is like Egypt's Ren. Oh, because it's documenting everything. Okay, I thought if it that was makes Ra's sense. Ren. But so the thing that is curious to I me, a, I thought I put a is together. We we were talking about in a previous episode how Ra could still be alive, and mm -hmm. I was like, how the fuck? Because like, uh, does that mean like I was questioning whether they're immortal or not if they're saying that they can die, but this being like, your Ren is what helps you be remembered even after you die, mm -hmm. makes sense as to why Ra is still important, because mm -hmm. it's like, even if he is dead, the embodiment of Ra and of his Ren could still carry on and on and on, even afterwards. That phrase, the embodiment, who's going to embody Ra's power? I don't know. What? Just kidding, I do know. <laughs> Ooh, okay, so Walt's going to embody Ra's power. That's my shadows and statues for today. Nice. Okay, cool. Okay, I know I've done it earlier. You can continue, because you were the one who was talking about jazz, so I was just explaining the rant even no, further. Okay, but... So well, you were saying, yes, we're seeing Greeny Poo Jazz. Greeny Poo Jazz, she's hanging out, and she, oh, she fucking frustrated me again, because she was like, Sadie, you know. And then she was like, no, I fucking don't, yeah. you tell me. She's like, no, you're so close, you know. And you're like, fuck you, well, and I'm gonna die. So here's the thing, did Jazz send Sadie to the past to see the whole thing with Ra and Isis? By or... the sounds of it. Okay. Because, yeah, then we get to see Ra, like, the whole deal with... This is the first time, this is the first time we see Ra in his form, and he looks like an old man, he's got liver spots, he's bald, yeah, whatever I mean, else, he's literally told, dying. We've been told the story of how Isis seemed yeah. her way in. Like, but this we is the first time we get, to, we get to quote-unquote see it. I was going to say, but it was reenacted. Yeah. Or, we're like, we were actually shown the yeah. proper memory. And of it's... him dying from the snake bite of the new snake that Isis yeah. made. And then Isis being like, fuck off. And he's Telling like, your secret nah. name. And then, yeah, so we had to, like, this is where Sadie sort of starts to understand how yeah. she's going to save Carter, because Ra, like, touches Isis and gives her all of his memories, all of his being, all of his whatever, and she survives... Because he's like, mine is particularly long, so like, if it doesn't kill you. And she's like, giddy with like, oh my god, I'm in charge of the most powerful man in the world. Yeah. And the, <laughs> so way, like, the way they the way they actually, the memory actually played out is a lot different to the way Isis told the story. She told the story like it was a great victory and she, wow, did an amazing yeah. job treating him. Whereas he was like, Isis, I know it was fucking you, just do it. And yeah. she's like, oh, is it? And he's like, yes, it is. I do like the way that that story sort of portrays Ra as, like, someone who is just tired and someone who is just, like, fine, you've brought this on yourself. Mm -hmm. This is a burden that I've been perfectly happy to carry. You are ungrateful for the burden that I've been carrying and you don't understand what it means. So, fine, you can have it. 
learn the fucking consequences of your actions. Yeah, you greedy You fucked the world. I'm giving up. Fuck you, basically. You're like, but it's not... It, like, I'm both giving up and you're forcing my hand. And it's yeah. Like, and you're forcing my hand because you uh, don't understand. Right. Up I've until tried. this moment, up until this moment, it seemed like Ra was perfectly happy to be self-serving. Or not self-serving, to be, like you know, self-sacrificing, I should say. He was perfectly happy to be the scapegoat for everybody and be the one who holds off Apophis until the end of time. Yeah. And then... Like he carried yeah. that burden. He was like, That's But then I'm... as soon as Isis forces his hand, he gives the whole spiel of, you're not going to be as strong as I was because of all of these things. You have flaws in the way that I... Or in a different way to me. And that you've shown that everyone. in your greed and in your whatever. Your husband's reign will be short. Like, all of this. Like, you're just going to before fucking chaos on the world and so it made me think is Ra like was he a seer in some way or was his was this him saying this all to Isis was this some kind of like he just knows his children I don't know they're not his children sorry yeah was this I, I was kind of just thinking like in a way that Percy Jackson everything is um like everything is is progressed by a prophecy was was the is this the prophecy in the Egyptian myths, because we don't have each book determined by a prophecy like Percy Jackson was. That's the difference here, and that's why I kind of like it a lot. Is because we don't have an ending that you could guess. You kind of just following along yes, as it I goes. Like we have an overall ending of save the world, or Apophis is going to eat it. Yeah, but there's no step by step. You have yeah. to find this conclusion. And so I was kind of way. just like, and there is seers have been mentioned, and Ruby was one, and so she could see the future, and she could kind of, she had like kind of prophetic vision. But was Ra the first one? Like, this is the first invocation we have of it being like, this is the be-all, end-all. Yeah. And Ra was the one who spoke it. And so I'm kind of like, was Ruby channeling Ra a little bit in what she was seeing because she was seeing the exact thing that Ra said would happen? Yeah. So I'm like, was he speaking it into, I don't know, it's just kind of, I was just thinking about it a lot. And I was like, could he count as like, that kind of thing, like a like an oracle of some kind. Co- coined. coined. Yeah, got that. <laughs> I don't know, it's just interesting to me. No, I really The answer's like probably that. no, but I was just, like, mulling it over. It's, it's a cool concept. Yeah, it and I, I really like... I like that there was more of an explanation about Ra, though. Because him just being like, fuck it, I'm done. It was like... Yeah. Okay. And it's just interesting because all we hear, especially from the gods' perspective... Is that he up gave until up. Now, no, no, no. Well, that he gave up, but also that he was forced out because he was senile and incapable. Yeah. Uh, incapable. And, and the, that's he, totally not the case. He was like, losing his mind. Yeah. yeah they make it seem like that, but he was fully aware of everything he was doing in this moment and yeah. fully aware of the way that Isis had quote-unquote manipulated him. Which, yeah, yeah, it's sort of like, no, you never manipulate me. This was a test and you yeah. failed the test because you don't Literally. trust me and you don't, you don't believe in me anymore yeah. and in my power and you don't want me as your ruler so fine I won't be your ruler anymore and the reign of any other Egyptian god ruler was not anywhere near as great or vast mm-hmm. as Ra's ruling and it's a reason like it's the whole reason that the Canes are going after Ra rather than putting Horus up to this job yeah, like, like Ra's job was to hold off Apophis and it's still a thing that wasn't Horus's job it wasn't Seth's job they were there to help and be like the guide on the boat to like help Ra but ultimately this is Ra's fate so like you can't just put someone else there which is why they're going after Ra and like not yeah, trying to like yeah they're after the big guns they're thinking three steps ahead instead yeah, of one which is really just I don't know it's just really highlighting all of Isis's like full greed in this moment yeah. just to have her husband and her son up she's in this she's a full homewrecker <laughs> 
<coughs> or society record. She's a fucking society record. She's a world record. It's just, I don't know, I think it's kind Hating of, along. I like the overall, like, overarching, this is what's going on, and I, I think it's just interesting the way that the okay. gods have spun this story about Ra, and the Canes are slowly learning that the Egyptians couldn't be trusted, like the magicians, and kind of the gods can't be trusted either. They're supposed to work together to find, try and find a solution together, but they yeah. don't want to because they don't trust each other, and they rightly so. I think this is so also sort of like, like an spiral. instance, of, an instance of Sadie realizing that Isis was kind of manipulating her in another way as well, yeah. because she was feeding all of this stuff to Sadie, being like, "No, he was old. I was doing everybody a favor. Like all of yeah, that the reason, yo, t- like terribly gaslighting." So, and Sadie's. Just now, I don't know, I'm hoping that, like, we've been talking a lot about Sadie's selfishness and that kind of thing, and it's interesting that Sadie's the one being shown these images and these visions and these past memories and stuff, instead of Carter, who is the one who's more introspective and whatever. Which is why, overall, in the series, I like Sadie as a character, because she has the most growth. Sure. But to have the most growth, you need to be a horrible person. <laughs> to have the most growth, you'd be shit to start with. Exactly. Yeah, which so she is. <laughs> going through it, it's like you're a shit person to begin with. And see, you, I, see, but you find I'm, it hard. I'm begrudging because I'm, I'm horrible. I tend to hold people to their pasts a lot. I'll be like, yeah. I'm glad you recognize your mistakes, but your mistakes are still haunting me. And so it's like it's hard for me to see you differently. I like. I can understand you've changed, but I can't be around you because it's just, it reflects too, but like, there's too much reflection on who you used to be and how you used to act and what those consequences were. I just, I don't know. It's, 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 yeah. Yeah. It would take a lot. Like, if I'm imagining me trying to hang out with Sadie, I probably wouldn't be able to do it. <laughs> if I, like, if I had been with her... First of all, she's through. 12. We have no time for that. No. <laughs> 13, sorry, she's 13. Oh my god. <laughs> Three hours of being a teenager, and I'm already in the worst position ever. <laughs> like you decided to go to London. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, then we get um, basically the full explanation after that. After we see that vision, the full explanation of what a secret name is yeah. in the instance of this, because Sadie has to use the wax statue that Jazz gave her, and she has to like imbue it kind of with Carter's secret name. She has to like pull it from him while he's unconscious. She kind of steals it. I don't know how. Yeah, he like, like, give it to me. I don't like, know if he's like conscious enough to give it up because he has to ask when he wakes up if that's how it was done. Mm-hmm. And so like, he, I don't, yeah, I don't know if he gave it willingly or not or if she kind of just somehow got it. I don't know. It's like a weird grey area and I'm not sure I'm on board. Um, it was really strange. Yeah. And so then, I did like their telecommunication though. That was fun. <laughs> it's like hello. Yeah. So <laughs> then basically, she has to like, she has to like pull his secret name from him. But then she, then she has to like use the statue, and then the statue gets full of the poison that's in yeah, Carter. The statue soaks up the poison because it's yeah. a little replica of Carter. Yeah. Yeah. So, Sadie says. Um, I'd never thought about it before, but the Wren was the same as one secret name. It was more than just a special word. Also, my book has a has a typo in it. It says, it was more than just special word. Ooh. <laughs> the secret name is your darkest thoughts, your most embarrassing moments, your biggest dreams, your worst fears, all wrapped together. It's the sum of your experiences, even those you'd never want to share. Your secret name makes you who you are. That's why a secret name has power. It's also why you couldn't simply hear someone repeat a secret name and know how to use it. You had to know that person and understand their life. The more you understood the person, the more 
power their name could yield. You could only learn a secret name from the person himself or from the person closest to his heart. And heaven help me, for me, Carter was that person. (laughs) Yeah, he was, she literally was like, girlfriends come and go, but this is for life. (laughs) This is for life. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Which, I thought it would be fun. What do you think your secret name is? <laughs> but it's just like what's well, he that begs the question is that is his secret name even his like does he even begin with his real name or does it like is it like the thing like, that frustrates me what? about that explanation of the secret name is that Sadie says you have to know a person and understand the person as she a whole she doesn't understand Carter very well though she doesn't understand Carter very well up until now she does kind of after this which you'll see in the next yes, like, like rest of the book shown there already immediate growth yeah. after she's seen his stories being like oh now I understand but what doesn't make sense is you don't see any of that from Isis when Isis learns Ra's secret name and you don't see any of that from Sadie when Sadie learns Seth's secret name like it's just it's yeah I don't know I feel like there are ways that you could be blinded by whatever it is that you need I don't know if there's that means that there's some part of learning someone's secret name that means like you can be blinded by your own greed or your own I don't know like your own agenda like, in this moment, Sadie's agenda is to save her brother. So, yeah. like, she's fully feeling the love, and she's feeling yeah. like the, he's the closest person to me, Christ. <laughs> so, she's like, fucking have to save him. Whereas in Isis's, like, turn, regard, Point fucking, yeah, hers, her agenda was get Ra off the throne so my husband can have it. And in, when Sadie was learning Seth's secret name, her stop agenda it. was, yeah, literally, <laughs> stop <laughs> Stop it! Literally, like, no! Go to your room! Like, I don't know, I think, like, maybe the way that you interpret it could be, or the way that you hear it and the way that you interpret it when you learn someone's secret name might be affected by what you mean to do with it. Mm. In Sadie's way, she has nothing but good intentions. And technically, when she learned Seth's secret name as well, she had nothing but good intentions. When Isis learned Ra's secret name, she had the worst of intentions. Yeah. And so, like, I don't, yeah, I don't know, it's kind of weird if the whole point of Sadie saying this in this chapter was you have to understand that person fully, but it's like, can you ignore that understanding to fuel your own, Selfish like, desires. I don't know, it's just, like, a weird one. Yeah. And that's pretty much the end of what I have to say and the end of where I'm going with this. Do you was- have anything else on these chapters? Yeah, so once Carter's all healed up, um, they then decide to... Oh, yeah, that's right, I forgot about that. <laughs> Then after they've they've taken a little bit to have lunch, and then they... (laughs) You know when you fucking lunch? When they have lunch, it's in the book. They have cheeseburgers. I love it. And ginger ale. Ew. Yeah, no, ginger ale's gross. Anyway, it's grafting. Um, Yeah, so they're planning their next move. They literally have 48 hours until the world explodes. (laughs) Carter is like, I'm half dead. And Sadie's like, and I'm drained. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm hugging myself. She's hanging by a thread. And Carter's a zombie. Anyway. (laughs) I am the undead boy. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so that's when Sadie decides to tell Carter about Zia's hometown that set the information about Zia's hometown that Set gave her, and then Carter And as Set, like, you know, the reason for him saying it, knowing that Carter would fucking spiral, here Carter is fucking spiraling. Spiraling out. And she sees it in him, she's like, and I've lost him. Okay. (laughs) 
was like, his attention span has snapped. Yeah. (laughs) Here's the thing that I wanted to bring up. He is immediately on this, and he and Sadie are both stubborn in their own ways, but in similar ways. We vilified Sadie at the very beginning of this book for being so stubborn about wanting to spend time for herself, forgetting the whole end of the world thing, going to have her birthday. Now we're vilifying Carter. Carter. Are we vilifying Carter? Yes. Oh, okay, cool. Yes, Carter. Is it the same thing, or is his argument valid being like, Zia, the reason I'm getting all of these like things about Zia is because she's going to be able to help? Okay, so he believes that. Whereas look, Sadie look, was just like, I just want to blow up my candles with my friends. Okay, yeah. So, so it's going to help the world, trust me. Like, Sadie's <laughs> argument was not as strong as Carter's, but it's still stupid that yeah. Carter was like, Zia's more important than the world. And you're like, no, she's fucking not. <laughs> Sadie's just here like, really? Zia's more important than the world when I just saved your life? Yeah. <laughs> I should be your world. I'm your world now. <laughs> we are, we are your mother now. <laughs> but like, but like, no, I'm vilifying Carter. I'm like Carter, get your fucking head in the game. I know it's your obsessive personality, but still, that's not the point. <laughs> anyway, so I was like, like, and then when, and then, well, Sandy doesn't really have like stand on when she was like, so I relented and let him go. And it was like you have to. He let you go for a birthday cake, <laughs> like. You have to he's going go. for the love of his life, and she doesn't know who he is. <laughs> he's going for the love of his life, for clarity of sanity. Yeah. <laughs> and on top the of The object that, of all his desires? <laughs> We've been watching Bridgerton. Bridgerton. <laughs> How many times have you mentioned that this episode? Oh, at least like twice. Like seven. <laughs> <laughs> at least twice. Anyway. Um, and empty. Just Bridgerton. Well, how can it not be? That's all my TikTok. <laughs> That's all we watch when we come home. The bane of my existence. Oh. Do you think there's any place in this world? be further enough. Anyway, um, where was I going with that? Yeah, so there's three reasons he's going. One, to clear his sanity. <laughs> two, two, because he's in love with her. And then three, he claims that she's gonna, ha- she's a crucial part in them yeah. saving the world. So it's like, okay, well, he's got three against Z- Zill. I feel like the Neil. only reason that Sadie is on board is because, not because she wants to get rid of Carter, but she literally is like, I need fucking answers. Walt, tell me what the fuck's going on. Yeah. I feel like that's the only reason that she's semi on board. She should be, they should both be way more worried about the whole, we only have 48 hours left and we're separating. Yeah. They, they should be they way should more worried. Be. But hey, look at that, they're separating again. Yeah, I know. I pointed it out in my book, I was like, what? I literally... <laughs> Read that note. Let's see, is it Joe's rap? Whoop, we're splitting up again. That's Kate's note. <laughs> Didn't write it like that, it was just like, oop. No, I read it as, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay, so that's pretty much the end of the chapter. Who's Bear's going with? Bear's going with Cup. Oh, that's right. So that Sadie can he needs a friend. summon Walt. Oh, yeah, one ick moment is when Bez is like, won't it look weird, you and Walt? walking through oh, big fucking ick. Egypt by yourselves and Sadie was like I'll just say he's my brother disgusting don't you like him you're in love with him sort of Icky. halfway icky gross you're halfway icky. you're in love with him and you're sleeping. and why would you write that why wouldn't you just be like he's my friend hopefully <laughs> you'd be like we'll wear hats <laughs> or, yeah wear hats or just be like we know how to do the invisibility spell Walk through the Jew art. They'll be like, they'll make it. They're like, yeah. So best being like, it's weird if people just see two kids running around. Be like, we'll claim we're going to an ice cream shop. Like, it's not a big deal. Just like walk through the Jew art. Like, it's not. Also, fucking tell Walt to meet you there, and then you can meet him there. If people find it weird, so what? Just don't look at (laughs) him. Just keep walking. Who says you have to? 
stop and explain yourself. Yeah, literally. Who's and talking then, to strangers? Okay, so what I didn't get, though, is that literally the last sentence in this chapter is Sadie running away. <laughs> um, just into the house. But it literally is. I walked inside before I could before I could start crying. Why is she crying? Because she's separating from Carter. Like that's the only reason. I thought maybe he took a jab. She's at separating. No, no. She's separating from Carter, and he wants to separate. Aww. That's why she's offended. Because she has just gone through all of this and learned his secret name and realized that he's the closest person to her, ah. and that's why she could learn his secret name ah. in this instance without him willingly giving it to her. And now he's abandoning her. Huh? Yeah. That's why. Because well, she's like, you don't want to spend time with me? <laughs> me! <laughs> <laughs> no, but... Oh, it's just that I wonder who the closest person to Carter is. Sadie. You sure it's not Zia? No, it's just the object of his desires. <laughs> I actually... Well, my... my I don't know. The most logical would be Sadie, right? Maybe. They have nobody else. Sure. Like, they have each other. That's kind of it. This goes back to my, like, whole thing about this series. It just need Get the, rid of the fucking love triangles. Get rid of the love interests. Have it be about them learning to love each other as siblings. Learning to fucking live together and work together after being having, like, being separated like, this that whole time. Like, that one The whole teamwork thing. Like, oh, no, if we get in conflict near each other, things blow up or things go bad. Bring back that storyline. Make it the main thing. Make like, it the main thing. Like, and that is like, enough. I don't need... I don't need the extras. Literally. I don't care about Carter and Zia. I don't care. I don't care about Sadie and Anubis or Sadie and Walt. Or, yeah. a Walt, or Walt and Anubis. Make it Walt and Anubis. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, make it Walt and Anubis. <laughs> no, don't. I still hate it. <laughs> ick. Yeah, literally <laughs> ick. Um, yeah. But take it back to the teamwork thing. Take it back to the found family when they're actually family. Because I tell you like, what, my, you know, favorite, my favorite part... They were forced to be apart all this time, and so they're used to being apart. Make it be that they're choosing each other. Yeah. Oh! Because they're fair, because we only have each other now, so they need each other. Literally. They're each Codependency! Other's, they're each other's family. <laughs> Not us screaming for codependency. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we need to wrap this up. Are you Are you done? <laughs> are you done? What was my shout out statues? Oh, yeah, that um, Ra's going to embody in Walt, and that's what he's so nervous about. He's like, and it's going to kill me. Like, it's going to kill me. Like but The sun is warming the up. The sun is warming up. So that's what it's going to be. So, it's going to be Ra is prepping Walt's body and to take over, which means Walt's spirit has to die. Like, Walt, Walt will die. It'll just be his... His, his husk. His husk. Ew! His corpse. <laughs> He'll just use his body. Yeah, this meat puppet. <laughs> meat puppet, that's the way. Yeah. Ew! So Ra's going to use Walt's meat puppet... Um, he's, well, he's just gonna embody himself in, in Walt, and so Walt will be burned Okay, okay, I raise no you, if that happens, exist. what is the whole Which means, throne, again, what is the whole throne situation gonna be like when it's supposed to be Carter and Horus as parallels on the thrones? Okay. I was just gonna Are you add, done? <laughs> and then that means Sadie, 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 Sadie can date neither of them because they're both gods, fuck off. Nice, 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 nice. Get a girlfriend already. That's that's the vibe. She's lesbian vibes. She has too much internal misogyny to have a girlfriend, I think. What? Internal misogyny? Oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah, big time. I wonder who gave it to her. It was a gift from, from my, my mother. <laughs> from my grandmother. And everybody knows. You don't, don't throw, throw away, away a gift. gift. Anyway. Okay. 
Um, okay, in regards to the struggle. Mm. Power struggle. We love a power struggle. Carter will abdicate. He never wanted the role. Yeah, true. <laughs> nice. Okay. <laughs> he never Very wanted nice. the role. He'd be like, oh, thank God, I can be a painter. <laughs> a painter. <laughs> He'd be like, I can just go make clay figures. I don't, I don't want He's got to go his own way. He's got to go his own way. He's got to leave it all behind. He's got to bet on it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We watch those movies. Yeah, there's just something about it that don't feel right. Everything, everybody's always getting in the way. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, I love this. This is actually it's a, it's a good theory. I like good it. Theory? Okay. Well, I can't say, Joe, you're fucking spot on the money, can I? Well, you also, well, you're giving me vibes that's like, well, that's a good theory. It's not true, but it's a good theory. I've done that in every book. I know. <laughs> sorry oh my god Joe you're so right good job sorry yeah <laughs> okay wrapping up let's say goodbye and see you later wait okay but so that's your theory for overarching do you have a theory for the next episode next episode hmm who's gonna be knocked out by a brick no that's Jason <laughs> um hang on I like that you've picked Ra for Walt when he hasn't picked a god yet, and it would make sense because Ra technically isn't alive. He's he's unalived at the moment, and he's like he's not up. He's, he's not up there. Around. He's not an option right now. He's off limits. Oh, oh, Walt. Walt can't loves, have. Everybody loves uh, forbidden love story. <laughs> forbidden. Honestly, it just makes it so much sweeter. Yeah, but it. so like, God, uh, Walt and Sadie are about to go to a place that has been like Bez described it as like. All of these Romans wanted to get into our afterlife because it's so cool, but they did it wrong, and so they, like, painted themselves gold, whatever, and gold is, like, fire colours, so I like where you're going. Those are fighting words. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I heard when you said that. Um, okay, so next, they're going to break in to, I don't know, maybe they'll break some gold statues, or gilded statues. I also like that you're, we didn't, I didn't point this out before, but I like that you're picking Ra for Walt, because... When we see Anubis with Walt in chapter 12, Anubis says that Walt is in pain, and if Ra was burning him from the inside out, it would be fucking painful! Yeah. He's prepping him. He's getting him ready. Joe, I've never seen you use such big brain before. <laughs> um, backhanded compliment right there. It's also not true. I've seen you use big brain a lot of times. I just like this one the most. You get so excited when I use big brain. You're like, ah, ah, and I'm like, fucking hell, do this, breathe. <laughs> I'm breathing. I will be. I, I will be. You need a brown paper bag on hand. To be fair, um, it's been a while since I used my big brain. That's what I'm saying. That's okay. That's more what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm excited. It's making a return, uh, a, re- a, a reappearance, a reappearance. Sure. Re-occurrence. So next episode. Sorry, I interrupted you. Oh. What's gonna happen? I told you they're gonna. So they're going in the Roman statues that snuck in with the Egypt. They're gonna break the Roman ones. Next chapter's Akatas. Oh, one of them's Sadie's. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hang on, Carters. He's not gonna find Zia. <laughs> you don't reckon? Nice. Okay. I don't think so. Okay. Cool. Hang on, hang on. There's only three books in this whole series. Maybe he does find it. <laughs> she wasn't there for the first book, so... Hang on, maybe he does find it. We could continue. <laughs> hang on. Be 
<laughs> hang on, what if he does? But hang on, what if he doesn't? But hang on. Hang on, we'll go both ways. What if he does? We'll go both ways. Okay, so if he does he find... another shop tea. <laughs> yeah. Is Gander buried? <laughs> is Gander buried some decoy? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, no, what he finds is a note that's like, haha, you were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you trust in set, stupid bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's set being like, <laughs> you believe me? <laughs> <laughs> You've fallen into my trap. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just set being like, dick. Head. <laughs> He's like gullible moron. Joe's miming writing on a notepad just so you guys are aware. Yeah. Obviously leaving the note for Carter to find. That's good, I like it. Okay, yeah. so, no, so, oh, sorry, 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 so sorry, one sorry. option is he doesn't find it and that'll be the note and then the other option is that he does find it and she goes, who the fuck are you? <laughs> and she goes, oh, goblin! Ah! And yeah. she tries to attack him and he's like, nice. oh, fuck. And then he's devastated. Either way, Carter's devastated. <laughs> <laughs> the end of his job is he's still devastated. I'm devastated. <laughs> I'm in incredible pain. <laughs> That's from Russell 99. Anyways, um, yeah, I think that about wraps us up for this episode. Um, yeah, if you guys want to send us an email that was hilariously funny, like Ellie or, yeah. or Azila or Hilana or Kylie, if you want to send us an email, we are damnsnackbarpod.com. And if you want to send us a message on the Instagrams or the Twitters, we are uh, at damnsnackbarpod. <laughs> um, yeah, all of our personal stuff is down in the show notes. Come stalk us. We will love you for it. Yeah. We need more friends, obviously. <laughs> Look at us. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Your codependency needs another shot because it's not strong enough at the moment. Oh god! Must be grateful in my presence. <laughs> so <laughs> next episode, next episode, we're going into chapters thirteen to fifteen of the Lightning Thief. No, yeah. of the, the Lightning Fire. Thief. It just it rolls off the tongue so much better. The Lightning Thief of the Throne of Fire. We need to leave. Come back next week. We love you guys. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Oh my god. I need to sleep. Bye. bye. <laughs>